So this is the third session of Sayadaw Tejaniya checking retreatants at the Vipassana Foundation of Maui on November 18th. So you know whose turn it is to speak today, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, okay. There are two when I was doing my yogi job today that while I thought I was being aware of what was going on I think what I was doing was just concentrating on the task at hand and it got me thinking about concentration practice and also it came into my mind about loving kindness practice so I was trying to think about how assuming that it is different than awareness or insight practice how my either concentration or at times I've also done loving-kindness practice either supports or is part of my uh, awareness practice. Okay. <coughs> ดิทาบิโลดิทาบิสระบลุคอมเลยโหลดิทาบูจูซะอะโหเปนะดีเดมุเซิกซะอะโหอะนะไซกะอ่าไซกะดิมาซูซีเนี่ยอะโหตะบ
what you said, when you're doing something and you're concentrating something, or if you're doing some practice of metta or something as you're doing something else, how does that support your practice of awareness? He said, said, essentially, if you're concentrating on something, awareness is present. Um, If you're doing metta, also, you can be aware that you're having metta. So awareness will be part of any, or rather sati, will be part of any activity that is done with a wholesome mind. Right? Samadhi is a wholesome mind, right? When you're feeling properly concentrated on something. So awareness is a part of it, Seattle says. The only difference between... um, just concentration, like samatha and vipassana. The only difference is whether you know the concepts or the reality of what is happening. So, for example, he said the difference between um, paying attention to your hand Versus paying attention to the sensations, feeling the sensations. So to support awareness, then he said we're using a different type of wisdom, right? So um, a different part of our wisdom. Um, And so when we pay more attention to the feelings and sensations, he says then um, we're paying more attention to reality, which is much more in tune with a Vipassana style practice. (laughs) Yesterday he mentioned something this way. He mentioned that um, that we need to notice that Whenever there is a defilement, whenever there is an unwholesome mental state, it means that the mind is, when it is unwholesome, it means that the mind is, has been paying attention to a concept, has been paying attention to content. Right? But the reverse is not always true. So simply because we pay attention to uh, a concept it doesn't necessarily mean an unwholesome mind will arise because because you can see in your case that you were concentrating on, say, washing up and samadhi is arising. So it's not unwholesome, wholesome mind is arising, right? So you can pay attention to concepts and a wholesome um, state of mind can arise um, and you can merely, whenever you notice, simply switch the attention in that same activity from knowing what you already know to also recognizing the realities in the moment. Because um, in the Buddha's teachings, there is a, a practice called samatha, right? Which in English we call concentration meditation <laughs> and um, and yeah we use all sorts of concepts 
to concentrate the mind, like <coughs> observing light, observing colors, observing, you know, discs and balls and, you know, flames and stuff like that. And they, they de- you know, people develop concentration from that wholesome concentration. Now, support and people who engage in uh, sports like cycling and martial arts even basketball and football if you you know those who are really um, they all talk about getting into a zone where they're really in tune and in flow, they, they've developed samadhi. Their mind is really settled and composed. and um, But they've been paying attention to concepts. But also mind can still arise. Thank you. Hello. ยอกยันติยามานะโกสิกาปาอายุปุเตสวะติยาปิญญะโกอายุปุเลยปาระมะโกอายุปุเลยติเตนะวิปัตตนาตมะโกเนาะอายุวะปิญญะโกปาระม
you can see the mind doing that work. Time, name, all these are concepts. Reality is what we, can, what we can directly experience, and what we directly experience is our senses, our six senses. You'll notice when you um, try to practice, try to, you know, you recognize you're seeing and then you try to observe that you're seeing and then all you see is the things you see. <laughs> like the tree and the grass and you have to keep bringing yourself back to the the process of seeing. Okay? Just because we're not used to it. The habit of our lifetime is being out there. Yes. Makes. <laughs> yes. So, um, yesterday uh, I was aware of mostly um, a mindfulness that was missing the, it wasn't landing very um, fully on each thing. And um, and I was noticing, so, so that made me aware of restlessness and, um, and then some expectation in the mind. And even though the energy seemed pretty even and steady, uh, I was quite tired by the end of the day. Saidao usually says, fatigue is a sign of too much energy. Mm. But I was staying with it, and and, um, even though it wasn't pleasant, and I was noticing unpleasant, um, I was really making an effort to not complain about it, not to get into, uh, oh, but it was so much better the day before, and, and, and that. <laughs> so, and then at the end of the day, I just said, okay, just sleep, just go to sleep. It'll help, and yeah. tomorrow will be different. So then I woke up this morning, I woke up happy immediately, and um, it was very easy to practice right from the beginning of the day. And what I started playing with uh, was part of the instruction, the meditation instructions this morning around knowing, and I can't even remember what exactly was said, but the knowing became more important than any of the whatever was being known. And then, um, kind of, it connected to the question Gray asked, there was, um, the curiosity became very strong. And so, with the curiosity, there was, questions kept coming, a little bit connected to what Seda was just saying. So, there were concepts of, like, 
okay, so how's this working? And is that is is the is the awareness more with the knowing, or is it more with the object? And is this object pulling you in, or is it not? And those kinds of things. And it was um, pretty effortless. So just those those two experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> ไอ้ลูกคันซาเราตัวรีสเลสพิมพ์มันติดละเลยตัวเปียตัวเมจินเนี่ยที่แอนี่หาติดละโลรีสเลสพิดละรีสเลสพิดนี่โลเอลูพ
trying too hard, trying not to complain is trying too hard because mm. there's no need to not complain, just, no, just need no, to know that you are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ไอ้ไลน์มันเลยแต่ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็ก็
especially for meditation teachers, it is our difficulties are so important because that will teach us how to teach everybody else how to deal with the difficult times. He says, yogis will always come to you, but they have difficulty. I can't practice anymore, it's so difficult now. The awareness will not land. Mm-hmm. And then, when you are familiar with that scenario, it's easy to explain it to them. Okay. May I ask um, a little bit more clarification? Is there a following on the the idea of directing the attention or making an intention to investigate? For example, um, not so much when I'm sitting there; it seems more effortless, and I can more readily recognize just the experience and the knowing of the experience. But for example, if I'm walking and I'm I'll become aware of a. Uh, uh, unwholesome state of mind such as a judgment or you know impatience is there a place then to set an intention to to understand or to investigate how that like to sort of go backwards and sort of review how we got to that because sometimes um, I wonder if that helps to deconstruct the wrong view because usually when I see it in myself it's usually the wrong view or misperception of a self that this is happening to, as opposed to recognizing the thought is just the mind, just the thought. There's nothing, you know, it's just the mind or knowing of the mind. Is there a place to do that at any time when the mind is collected and and steady and the samadhi is strong even outside when you become aware of that? Is there a place to do that? All the time. No, but just to, you know, rather than just reviewing and making a, a... more of a story, like not to create thinking, yeah. but to use it so in a skillful way, directionally, to deconstruct this strong identification with personal habits. Yeah. For that purpose, or just to understand the process? To understand what the experience you've noted and been aware of at that moment. Mm-hmm. Is there a place then when the mind is stable and collected to then make an intention to investigate yes. and go backwards and, and come to the understanding for me that it's really just a, mis- a wrong view. Is, is it useful to do that on occasion? Mm-hmm. ตูอุปมาเปียเนี่ยอุปมาซิ้นจ๋ามาแต่ไม่ซิ้นจ๋ามาหอยเนาะมาตะคุกุลงเนี่ยตรงโกตะคุตะดิถามีเลยซวยซ
deconstruction of the belief of the self or whether it's an understanding that this is causing don't have an idea of what you're supposed to understand because that will limit and even if you you know you will come to an intellectual understanding that you're wanting to come to you want instead an insight the karma brand new yogi sanji ali tadi thani bhauti le mira เอาตีอ่ะแม่นน่ะมาเปียวเนาะบาดีเลยเลยเมลอ่ะเลยตอนนี้เปียวบาดเปียวเลยสุรู้อ่ะตะขามันมาเปียวอะไรไอ้ไ
And if a yogi easily identifies um, all the, you know, the volitions to move, Seattle says, then he prompts them by saying, so say when you're sitting still, not moving at all, are there any volitions there? Can you detect any? Just to get them to see that... She did. You might like yeah. she did. She did. She did. He hasn't given them a specific thing to be aware of, mm-hmm. but if they're, they use their awareness, now they're exploring to see mm-hmm. what they might discover in their own So in this case, really the, the yogi is going to have to pull out his wisdom from his hands, you know, and mm-hmm. see which rabbit is going to come up. Yeah. Otherwise, we introduce the ideas to them, and then you know they they think that you know traditionally we say notice the intention to walk or something like, and they think that that's that's it only happens when you're moving or something, you know, rather than limit them. So intention, the guloma, the chinsika, this is already about the guloma, busy. But these volitional energies, you know, that that move the body or keep it still. He says they're they're there throughout the body, whether we whether we are aware of them or not. ပြောပြမှာဖွားရဲ့အတိနေ့တပီတော်လာမေးတယ်သူကအေးတော့သမာဒီအာသမာဒီလိုရတယ်ဒီကမြဲထိုင်ဒီလိုပုံမှာဖ
ตัวเตียนเนี่ยตัวเตียนตัวบูบะซินซาเน่เน่บูบะซินซาเน่ลูกมั้วไอ้ตะมาดิแบบเสกกะยาวไอ้อะมะนี่มะลูแล้วกู
Difficulty is more interesting. And what did you อ๋อมาอกุลุผิดติงแกบีสุผิดติงแกเลยผิดติงแกเลยบ่โอ้อกูอ่ะพออะมายไปงาก็ลุกขึ้นได้งามาชุกขึ้นได้อ๋อไอ
um, the meditating mind should have, should have, right? There's no shoulds in meditation, but initially he says should have right, um, um, right attitude because, and by should he means ideally, right? The right meditating mind has right attitude. What is right attitude? Right attitude just means non-greed, non-aversion. Non-greed, non-aversion. So you're not pulling or pushing the present moment experience or even the present moment awareness and its qualities. And uh, for, like when we feel like a beginner, Seattle says it's, it can be helpful to say to ourselves like the the mind is in a, having an experience and it's going into it too much and it can be helpful to say to yourself, it's okay, this is okay, this is happening. And just repeating that to yourself as a way of bringing in the right attitude of non-pulling, non-pushing. Um, or your like, head-bursting confusion, then it's really um, critical that you stop thinking. Then you're like, stop. Just walk, just observe something neutral, you know. So, but but Seattle says that's that's really like basic or emergency, right? The other side is where we're sort of been practicing and we know the practice, and it's not in a critically bad state yet. But we will come across difficulties, confusion, and all that sort of thing, or pleasant things. And the thing to do then is not try to bring in the right attitude, it's to recognize what's happening as it is. So that's when recognize what is happening as it is comes in, which is almost So if we're having a wrong attitude, all we need to do is recognize that. Just acknowledge it. Oh, I'm having a wrong attitude again. <laughs> okay. Um, a new. And, um, and it's okay. And we go on. Oh, the wrong attitude is still here. I try and watch. Is the wrong attitude still there? Yep, I still want it to go away. Is it still there? Yes, still wanting to go away. Wanting it to go away, still that wanting it to go feels like this, feels like that. Just being with the moment. No longer trying to get it right. Just seeing what is what the mind is doing, right or wrong. Because it is the process of seeing the mind do something wrong again and again that teaches the mind why it doesn't want to do that anymore. Then the mind learns. And then the mind, on its own when it learns, it doesn't go there anymore. But if we don't allow the mind to learn that lesson, if we don't go through that, oh, I wanted to do that again. If we're always trying to get it right, we don't learn why the wrong is unhelpful in a balanced way, where we understand it's not helpful and keep away, not because we don't like it, but because the mind just knows it doesn't need to go there anymore. That takes time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he says. Yeah. We've been practicing for so long, so whatever happens, Shiva says, let it come. I know. Appreciate it, man. Know you appreciate it, man. Come back to the awareness. 
remind yourself to appreciate awareness. It's great to be aware. There is a chance and a choice in having awareness. And all that, you know, when we want to fix it or um, get it or think we need, we could do something and do it better. Um, these are generic words, but the story we tell ourselves comes in a different word. Like, the awareness was not landing, so we think we need to do something else. Or the moment needs to, how could I reset it? It comes in a different word, so we don't recognize it's that same story. Right? We all have different ways we tell our story, and we don't recognize it's that same thing. And what it is, is the mind wanting to do something. Or the mind not liking what's happening. Right? And it's the work of greed and aversion. And all we need to do is recognize that. That's great. That helps. Thank you. when he was depressed, it was such a um, such an unpleasant thing to be aware of. When he woke up in the morning, there was a huge lump. And he lived with it all day long, till he went to sleep. Um, But he says the difference was that at that time, he didn't care about the object anymore. He didn't care to have a pleasant object. He didn't even have, he didn't even hope to have a pleasant object. He didn't have a hope, you know? All he wanted to do was be aware because he knew awareness worked. What he knew was that awareness worked. It didn't matter what he was aware of. So he just took it, took that object. He said this morning that the object is neither good nor bad, inherently. The object is just being known. This is very Sometimes, when practice is smooth, all of the five faculties are really obvious. If I turn my attention to, oh, how, how is sadha being experienced now, or how is sadha faith, or confidence um, being known, or how can I recognize it, or effort, energy, uh, and sometimes it's very obvious. They just stick out and it just becomes so clear. Yeah. But other times, <laughs> even though it seems like, you know, the mind is calm and continuous, I can't... Access it. I can't access. I mean, it's not clear. It's not clear that those five faculties are present. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's there's the remember, there's the mindfulness. It's kind of like um, they're clearly there, just can't see it. Yeah, but I I keep reflecting, or I have reflected. Well, I have done object-oriented practice so much. It's so easy for me to fall into a continuity of being with objects without recognizing awareness. And I understand that that can be wholesome state of mind, yeah. but it's not very... I, I don't see the wisdom factor. Mm. You know, so... That's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> not the level of wisdom that allows you to clearly see the different faculties and, and discern them. But it doesn't mean there's no wisdom at all either, because there is there is some wisdom, otherwise you wouldn't have samadhi. So, you know, there's the Kaya Nupasana, Vedana Nupasana, Chitta Nupasana, and Dhamma Nupasana, right? So, Chitta Nupasana comes first. So, when the mind is less able, Chitta Nupasana is still able to see the mind. When it's more able, goes to Dhamma Nupasana, it's able to discern the Chitta Seekers, which is what you were talking about. The five faculties are Chitta Seekers. Dosa, Loba, aversion, uh, aversion, delusion, greed, those are all Chitta Seekers. So when we can detect those, that's Dhammapasana too. So, you know, our level of wisdom is always fluctuating. So, whatever the level that is present, that's what it allows us to see. Our bugbear as yogis is that we don't know how to maintain the wisdom. You know, we are still bound to maintaining our mindfulness so that we may learn that wisdom. <laughs> yes, how to maintain wisdom. ดีอะโลกแบบเยอะเนาะแต่ว่าเนี่ยที่จะมาโลกเนาะทําให้ตะขาตะขาลาเยอะเลยทําให้ไอ้เนี่ยขาเนี่ยเปลี่ยนปุ
the yogi doesn't know how he came into this, okay? But, okay, he's in the zone now, so he, you know, he can watch the show, everything is happening <coughs> by itself, and he, he can watch the show. Um, and then Sarah says, very natural, greed will come in. <laughs> how can I make this last longer? Should I be doing something? What should I be doing now? Um, and the yogi might recognize, oh, this is greed at work, no need to act on it. Thought, you know, hello thought. Um, and Yogi carries on, still going, but the momentum is starting to to start because, you know, wisdom, uh, the greed has started to interfere. And he said it'll happen once, twice, three times, one time too many, Yogi will lose it all. <laughs> well, before I went there, the It's like somebody nudging you, you're walking on a on a tightrope, mm-hmm. somebody comes to nudge you on the shoulders, you're like, oh, balance, <laughs> <laughs> nudge you on balance. And I'll go, wee <laughs> <laughs> And Yeah. And he says, this greed that I'm feeling, it's not about me, it's about the greed that wants to interfere. He says, there is a greed for every level of awareness that matches every level of awareness. Yeah. Because most of the wisdoms you know, or, or that's the wisdom that usually come first. And um, so, yeah, so that it will follow us. It will keep following us um, until we learn. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be. Yes? Quite often in my practice, when the mind is... Uh, relatively stable, I start looking for loba, dosa, and moha, and, and quite often I, I see, oh, there's no uh, loba, there's no dosa, and I'm not sure there's, there's moha, but I, I intuitively I know it's there. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I try to assume that, okay, maybe because I don't see it's as clearly as it's supposed to be, there's, there's, there's moha there, but how do I see it more clearly to, to, to know it's there, <laughs> instead of just assuming it's there? Mm. <laughs> You need to rely on your moments of um, discovery or insights. Okay, because every time you have a discovery or an insight, it is the opposite of delusion, the delusion that you Right, so whenever you have a discovery, an aha moment, oh, something I didn't realize before, 
whenever you realize something, Siyadha says, notice what it was like, what, what, what the non-realization, the moments before that, what it was like when the mind didn't realize that, you will, re, you will detect the nature of the delusion. Okay, the nature of delusion. How, when we, before we knew this, we totally thought we knew everything else. Or we totally thought we knew the scene. And then when this came, it's like, oh my God, I didn't realize this could be like that. And it was not even possible in our imagination to think that this was possible. This is possible. But now when you've discovered, when realization comes, you realize this is possible. So then you know the delusion before was that it could not possibly... That's one type of delusion. Okay? Um, and he says, so with every realization, if we reflect on the delusion that it has dispelled, <laughs> yes, you will begin to get a taste of the nature of delusion. Shara <laughs> says, that's why every time we have a realization, and particularly if we have a vipassana insight, Sarah says it's uh, jaw-dropping. We are we are awestruck because it's unimaginable until we see it, right? It's so opposite. It's so not even. I even find it hard to use that word opposite because it's not even imaginable, right? Um, it's so out of this world when we realize. So we can only reflect on the past illusion. What about the current illusion that we're not seeing? How do we <laughs> see it? <laughs> no, so what he's saying is... <laughs> he says, you can see your current delusion that you can't see it. <laughs> That's clearly a delusion. Right? <laughs> Can you see that quality? That quality of wondering what is it like? That's confusion, right? Confusion is a type of delusion. This is a way that delusion expresses itself. Right? Every Every other mind, every other quality in the mind that's residing, you know, other than the um, the wisdoms that are present, are deluded. Sierra says. Can you say that again? <laughs> what that? Every other quality in the mind, other than the wisdoms that are present, right? Every other quality has delusion in it. ตัวคุณอ่ะเปลี่ยนชนะนี่ที่ไฟไม่ได้มันชื่อหรอกมันชื่อได้เนี่ยมันอกุลลงมาด้วยได้เนี่ยมันตัวช่วยด้วยที่
or, or to directly recognize the delusion that is there. Seattle says that's not the only thing. Sometimes we don't detect the hidden, um, Sata, the subtle, unwholesome or defilements, unwholesome qualities or defilements that are there. For example, you said, um, you know, when the mind is stable and all, you don't see any greed or aversion. But what we're not seeing, uh, well, what you're seeing is that there is no gross aversion and delusion, but there are still, uh, <coughs> sorry, aversion and greed, but there are still subtle aversions and greeds that are not being seen. And that's also because of delusion. He says, when we don't see um, wholesome or unwholesome qualities in the mind, when we don't see it, it doesn't mean it's not there. Right? So we should never think, oh, you know, um, I don't see any defilements now. I don't see anything unwholesome in the mind. Anything unwholesome, anything unwholesome in the mind right now. See, I just double check. Really? <laughs> Are we maybe enjoying the moment without really realizing that? <laughs> you know, there's all this subtle stuff that we don't realize we're naming them to ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love this story oh. of the, the mosquito. <laughs> this yogi was being bitten by a mosquito and he was very interested in watching to see whether he could see his version, you know. So he was watching the he was watching the sensation, checking his mind, watching the sensation, checking his mind, and his aversion was no aversion. Knew the sensation, no version, knew the sensation, not reacting basically. He could feel it, he, he, he watched it continuously. And he could see the mosquito getting fatter and fatter. <laughs> so quiet and so calm. And he was like, no version. But he was really interested. So the mosquito got fat and full, got tired, plucked himself out, and then the mosquito started flying. And he was so interested, he watched that mosquito. He was watching his mind, and he was watching the mosquito, and the mosquito flew, and flew up into this corner, and there was a spider web, and the mosquito got caught in the spider web. And when he got caught in the spider web, oh. he felt the sense of satisfaction. Then he knew there had been a version. <laughs> <laughs> so small, and there was so much samadhi that he couldn't see it because he was watching, mm-hmm. so it was covered. <laughs> and something he was doing, sort of like the story just now of trying not to complain, something he was doing was as he was watching, he was thinking, oh, he, he was thinking to himself, oh, um, you know, I can think of this as donating blood. You know, I, I freely give my blood for this creature's sustenance, you know, that sort of thing. 
And you know, when you're trying to give, it means you're not really able to give. <laughs> so, so, the mosquito. Yeah. Story. It is a true story. True story. Yeah. 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 And Yogi very, very gleefully came and told me about the story. I looked at it. I was so pleased. Yeah. Yogi was pleased with this discovery. I was pleased. I was pleased. I was pleased. I was so this is the difference between, in other sense, looking at what is happening as it is and trying to explain things away to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? When, when we're trying to make ourselves better, we really need to notice whether we're trying to make ourselves feel better instead of being with it. I have about the process. Mm-hmm. It's similar to what others were saying. So, um, this was happening today. So the mind was pretty calm, and um, there was some kind of relaxing into the mind, uh, the calmness of the mind. And then uh, a thought arose, and the, the meaning of that thought had an impact on on um, feeling in the mind. So there was a noticing of the thought, and then the impact of the mind was a really a lot of... Uh, it was uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. So in that moment, noticing the difference between that moment of being awake to that discomfort compared to that moment of calm, it felt like the mind was totally asleep. In the previous moment, it was just uh, the difference between the two was really stark. And then there was an understanding of um, the ability for the mind to actually be with the awareness to be with that really uncomfortable moment. It felt uh, there was a sense of I'm doing this. It, there was a sense of this is okay because seeing that kind of asleepness in the calm compared to the ability to be with the total discomfort it was it was awful you know so um, to see the difference between that asleepness or delusion and then momentary awakeness of that and then the understanding uh, this is I'm doing the, the practice is going okay not undoing the practice is going okay to see that and then just seeing the, the change in that too wanting, the mind wanting to go back to that calm um, yeah, just seeing the process of that happen and not trying to um, make anything out of it just seeing those moments as they are right now. So I'm just kind of taking that period of time. <coughs> you know, there was a lot of other stuff happening after that, but that period of time, there was seeing the difference between the two more clear 
The other realization was that in the in that moment, actually I was at the kitchen sink when mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah. And so in that moment, the the, uh, um, the this was another moment. A thought arose. It had it impinged upon the mind. Uh, it felt was feeling the suffering, the discomfort of that. And then there was a, the understanding that that thought itself was neutral. The suffering was in the mind. Mm-hmm. There was a clear delineation between mm-hmm. the two. That 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 thought is just a thought. I mean, I mean, we say it all the time, yes. right? But it was like, oh, that was just like that. But there was really a clarity of like the relationship of the suffering was in the mind. It wasn't about whether the thought was true or not, or it, it did have an impact. And um, then the result was that, you know, that thought may or may not be true. But what is true is that that had an impact on the mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really clear in that moment. Mm-hmm. ตัวเนี่ยเจ้าก็มาบ่อือโอ้ดุขะสิทธิ์แท้มาผิดเลยเนี่ยคนละอีกเลยตัวเนี่ยตัวเนี่ยตัวเนี่ยตัวเนี่
the more often the goal can be discovered, the more um, like frequent, you know, the closer the frequencies, the stronger the But if we recognize that the awareness is there, the awareness is doing its work, awareness is continuing to do its work, he said eventually awareness is going to open the door to wisdom. And that, when that happens, that gives us the freedom from suffering. The awareness leads us through wisdom to freedom from suffering. So I have a question to follow. Granted, I, I believe that, what you just said, Sergio just said. And why is it that, um, for me at least, for this body-mind continuum, mm-hmm. the suffering seems more and more raw? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <coughs> Di doka popo bro, kanza hetelo pia. Rosa ako, tapo awain, tasing di si. Wakanza lo bro, 
And you 
and know what the attitude is and know what the quality of the awareness is. And that's all you need to actually take care of. You don't need to take care of the suffering. So now there is enough clarity, um, there is enough wisdom to have clarity in the awareness to see the suffering, but there is not enough wisdom to clear the suffering. So there's clarity of seeing, but not ability to clear. And that's fine. Now it's like 50-50 between the suffering and the awareness. So there's, there's this, a way that we have a saying in the West about spiritual bypassing. Like if, if you, sometimes you think you're doing that, but you're really just kind of pushing it away. Yes. Instead of actually experiencing it, mm. and I am trying to be really careful about that. Mm. I'm not just avoiding it or pushing it away or covering it up with mm. oh I can be in the awareness mm. when I know that I can't sometimes. Yeah. 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 So I don't want to fool myself no. to think that oh I'm just in the awareness. You know. No. No. So I don't. I really because that would be a, a real bad defilement. You know? <laughs> And so um, the spiritual bypassing thing is a real um, interesting issue for me in yeah. these times, so that I'm not pushing it away, yeah. but I'm because I can just say I'm oh, in the awareness. Yeah, I don't think by being in the awareness you necessarily push it away. No, you actually should be. It should be both. If I could really do it, but yes. sometimes I know that I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. ตัวที่ตัวนี้เนี่ยเกี่ยวกับตัวเวอร์เนสโกตรุเอ่อดีเวสเทิร์นมาตรุเนี่ยเกี่ยวกับตะชุบเนี่ยดิตะยายะตั
He says you will thank the suffering. Yeah. Because it will lead you somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.